0: And we are back with another Black or no Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Realverse World. But before we get started, I just want to give a big shout-out to our supporters on Patreon who are giving us a few bucks each month to keep this Black Window Cream podcast and Black Window Cream private community up and running. If you're a Patreon supporter already, that means you've unlocked opportunities to listen to this episode one week early. Or uh, you know, get merch discounted and early access to public events and all the shit that we're gonna do. Anyway, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. If you want to join Patreon, patreon.com slash black cream. It's the easy way to do it. Just a couple dollars helps us out, helps you out, gets you some early access to shit, whatever. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Our special guest on the podcast today is my guy, Alex Kavanaugh, the founder of the very popular Instagram account at drone gear. Originally from Australia, Alex has created a massive path for himself utilizing drones within his career. Alex owns Drone Gear Productions, an FAA certified production company that allows him and his squad to fly drones for all types of productions including films, music videos, documentaries, festivals, and pretty much anything you could ever think of that you would want drone shots from the air. I'm excited for this podcast because Alex has such a dope fucking story, but more importantly, when I was getting my start and first started getting into flying drones and shit, I would constantly send my work to his Instagram account hoping to get a feature um fast forward and now me and alex are homies um so please give me that motherfucking feature bro i'll pay you if you want or whatever just want that plug so i can get my follows up if you want to get to know more about owning your own business working your ass off and creating at the top level make sure to listen to this entire episode alex has nothing but gems to offer thank you alex for hopping on the podcast If anyone is listening to this podcast right now, I need to tell you guys something very personal to me, something I haven't really told anyone else in my life before. Our new motherfucking merch is out, it's live, it is fucking on the internet and it is dope. You have heard it first, guys, we have limited edition hoodies, they're about to sell out. We have the creator long sleeve t-shirt, we have the short sleeve t-shirt, we have the black window cream mug, we have the fucking BWNC hat, we got everything you could ever think of. We got a shit ton of shirts, we even have one in pink not just black and white so you guys need to get on the merch store right now check it out support your boys and your girls anyone that gets this shit really means that they care about black and cream which i appreciate so shop BWNC.com is the website get on there right now just it means the world does so thank you for your support oh and if you do buy something shoot me a dm on instagram so i can personally thank you for being a real one Namaste or whatever the fuck people say. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, you're probably wondering what does Black Window Cream stand for? Black Window Cream is a private content creator group fueled by caffeine, or at least I take my coffee black with no cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever fucking caffeine you fuck with and still be part of our community. We are a free private group on Facebook open to creators of all kinds, aka if you make videos, if you do fucking photography, if you're marketing, management, editing, dancing, etc., etc., etc. All creators are welcome. Our private group has been growing rapidly. We have a shit ton of members working together. They're sharing their content. They're sharing their feedback. They're asking for tips and tricks and doing all that stuff with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. No, 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 no. And if you join our group, you're going to love it so bwnc.com slash join we would love to fucking have you please join all right that's it enjoy the work week keep creating make sure to tune in every wednesday and sunday for a new black window cream episode and without further ado i bring to you my interview with alex and the most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking now attention if you stop this podcast recording at any time you will die I Do you want to live? You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or
1: you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the
0: best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes
1: to... Black with no cream. What
0: do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. And we are back with another Black with No Cream podcast. Yeah. you, you like that intro? That was good. I loved it. <laughs> Alex Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, yep Kavanaugh,
1: aka Alex Cav. Unfortunately, like the judge. Okay. You know if anyone's watched <laughs> the news. <laughs> um, my surname's never been in the media so much from that judge, but um, nothing like him from the judge. Oh, it was a whole media thing from you. What happened? Oh, it was like some judge here that was all over the news for like weeks same one, name yeah same name but spelt slightly differently
0: did people think it was you then no but my uh, my last name is getting way too much media attention <laughs> hey for, man, the, for the wrong reasons me, me and macklemore have the exact same birth name oh really so his name is ben haggerty just spelled with like two g's and an e yeah ben, ben haggerty with one g and yeah an when thrift shop popped off i was i was getting a lot of messages yeah anyway cool how you doing dude i'm
1: good i'm really good um it's been such my busiest start to a year ever yeah
0: media wise and travel and work wise so yeah things are good things are good if you could i'll i'll preface this in the intro but if you could let everyone know like what you do what your specialties are i kind of summarize it in the beginning but yeah so um i'm from
1: australia um if you can't tell by the accent (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, I'm a drone pilot. I, uh, I've i been flying for about seven years now. Um, I'm a CASA licensed drone pilot, which is Australia. I'm licensed in Australia and I'm also an FAA licensed drone pilot here in the US. Nice. Um, been living here for about five years, I think four officially. <laughs> um, I had to do the back and forth right. a lot, but um, I specialize in aerial cinematography, so drones. Um, my company also specializes in camera movement, so... We have Drone Gear Productions. Um, drone Gear was basically started like as an Instagram account. Right. So, I was the first sort of independent drone channel on Instagram that was sharing content. So, I was like sharing other drone pilots work. Yeah. So, um, it sort of started there and was a place, you know, just to showcase gear, everything drone related, people's work and started this huge community and it blew up to... Yeah, I got over 150,000 followers on Instagram and we don't sell any products. The name sounds like we sell products, Drone Gear, but we don't. We're not a shop. Um, I've sold the Drone Gear hats, but...
0: So, you guys have like merch and stuff, but no, you're not selling a, or you're not a retail
1: shop? Yeah, I don't really sell. Like, I prefer to just give the hats out to you and yeah, like it. homies in the, in the, that create. And if people wanted to buy them, they'd buy them. Right. And represent and started the hashtag, hashtag drone gear, which just got over 1 million hashtags. Jesus. Which I started Christ. with zero, which is like really, really cool. <laughs> That's you know, like nuts. to know that I've started that hashtag and like built this community of when- drone pilots around the world is really, really cool. When did you
0: start this account? So, I started it 2013. I was going to say, because I think I used to try and submit mm-hmm. my drone shots to mm-hmm. you. And I was just like, man, this would be dope if I can get one yeah. share. That's
1: going to be crazy. Yeah, it was, it was good. So, I'm like, I'm sharing sort of less work now and just posting more of our production work and gear from our sponsors. So, like really gear emphasized and sort of want yeah. to just post like the best aerial cinematography and photography
0: well, and you guys, you've kind of created like the space to become like the verified uh, go-to guru, if you will, on yeah. all things drone related, you know? Yeah,
1: so, you know, I definitely don't know everything, but between me and all my friends that are really tied in the industry, if I can't answer something, I know someone that can, yeah. can do it. And if jobs come up, drone production jobs if one of my mates is booked or needs help or needs gear, we all, we all kind of help each other out. Right,
0: That's cool. Yeah. Um, so when did it become like a, I know we'll talk deeper into this a little bit, but when did you switch it from just an Instagram account? That was cool to share content to starting to do production. Cause you were probably getting booked yourself. yourself yeah. personally, and then you kind of transformed it into a production company. Yeah. So dr- it was always a place for me to showcase my work,
1: which mm. I was like, you know, I was, I've been the curator. So I'd post some cool videos and, and do some, you know, drone boomerangs like you. You yeah. do those sweet boomerangs that you do on concert and stuff. They're so people fun. would love those. Like, and I was doing it like before, it way was, before, before it was a I thing. Know. And it was like, but then other people would do it and. But um, I guess it turned into like specifically, you know, i shifted the company last year. I had um, an executive producer from another drone company who sort of had some beef with another company. And he's like, I'm leaving. I was talking at an AB conference for Tiffin, which is a filter company. um, And they own Steadicam. So, I'm sponsored by them. That's dope. I'm leaving Vegas. I get this phone call and it's my, my mate Matt who I used to work for this company, this drone production company. You he's
0: used like, to or he did? I did. I used to he work did. as a
1: contractor oh, right. for them and he's like, dude, I'm over it. I'm like, got screwed over on this. You know, as a partner, he's like, I want to join Drone Gear and I want to start Drone Gear Productions. So it's like, we've essentially sort of got two companies now. We've got mm. Drone Gear as, you know, the YouTube and Instagram account. Now we've got Drone Gear Productions. Right. So now we're, we're basically hiring Drone pilots, and we're getting work in Hollywood and in the business, sort of right. all around the US and the world. And like, just because we have a large network of pilots, it's like if we can't do it, like here we we've got someone in Canada or Australia. So absolutely, yeah, we're just kind of building off that our community hmm. and like having such a good relationship with all the drone pilots, right? To sort of start a premier drone production company. Because I
0: know that you were I, we tried to do this interview like three different times. Mm-hmm. I think one of the last ones you got booked out for like a Netflix job or something mm-hmm. like that. So are you, you're doing like anything from music videos to movies to yeah. television or?
1: Yeah. So if I'm not doing a job, like cause I've been traveling a lot lately from uh, my girlfriend, which we'll probably touch on in a yeah. minute, but um, we've got, I've got my team of guys. So just recently a fat Joe music video came up downtown LA my producer got the phone call. We get, he get, he sorts out all the permits, all the insurances, all the paperwork. That's, for, for anyone that's looking to get into the drone industry, the biggest, the hardest thing is the paperwork. You totally. know, if you don't have the paperwork, right. like you can't get the job, you can't turn up to these big jobs mm-hmm. without permits, without insurance. You just can't even walk on set. Yeah. So we had a Fat Joe music video, video that a couple of my guys shot. I didn't even shoot it. I was actually on a West Life, a West Life shoot for really? an, another friend, helping him out. Which that shoot was a bit of a nightmare. But <laughs> won't even go into that it's one. Tight. But the Fat Joe one went off flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, sent my two, one of my two best guys there. They did three shots, nailed each one, first take Dope. done. Um, but yeah, done Netflix stuff, done Hulu series. Um, we've been doing some Apple series lately. Mm. Um, And then again, if I don't have certain gear or it's on another job, I'll pull in one of our drone pilots who has that gear. So we just did an Apple series up in Malibu before the fires because Apple's about to release a streaming um, series. So that was cool. Um, did a Ford five day Ford commercial last year with um, Academy Award winner Wally Fister. Oh shit! Um, and that, that those commercials just aired. One of them aired last night on the Super oh, Bowl damn, halftime. That's
0: crazy. Yeah, not that's one cr- of the
1: stoppages. Like halftime Ford commercial. Three of my drone shots. So. Damn. And that was really cool. Yeah, that's and literally. Cr- um the academy award winner wally fister who won his academy award for inception yeah um with christopher nolan he was the dp cinematographer um he was literally operating camera as i was flying drones and anyone that knows dual operating like drone pilots usually you have your boy you have yeah, your team someone you some, work with. and you're just in sync with and i'm like yeah he's won an academy award but i've never worked with this guy as, as a camera operator could for be very, drone. Uh,
0: very, very shitty <laughs> and
1: um that we definitely had a bad first day with the camera car. They're all their wireless signals interfering with the drone camera oh, signals. Right. So I had pilot signal and he didn't have his camera operator signal and he was losing his mind. So <laughs> It made me look really bad because I'd have the gear working ready to go. Because when you're on set and on these big sets, you've got to be. You got to yeah. when, when you're called, like you got to fucking nail the shot. Right. And as soon as the camera car came within like 200 feet, boom, the camera signal would drop. Damn. So there was still another four-day shoot, but luckily, um, I figured it out and I said, "Wally, look, the camera car's got to go. When we're doing drone shots, no camera car, it's got to like piss off." Right. And as soon as the camera car pissed off, he had feed and like everything. The was last, smooth. the last shot of that Super Bowl halftime commercial was this beautiful wine. There was a top down. There was a Mustang shot before that. And then the final was just like, you know, epic beauty in the Mojave. And Damn. Yeah, so that was cool. I was like, halftime Super Bowl. And it was, the other one was Ed, um, which was another Ford spot. Was it? It on the uh, World Series. Oh shit! Of time, so I'm like, fuck.
0: That's That's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy, right? Like, yeah. I mean, just to think about going from flying as a hobbyist and just having. What was your first drone that you ever had?
1: My first drone was actually the Freefly Systems CineStar Six, which is like DJI wasn't really a thing when I got into drones. To put things in perspective, right? Um, They were making some. The flywheel 550s, but there wasn't. They weren't really known for for, for drones yet. It yeah. was really free fly systems. Um, who made the Sinistar six and the Sinistar eight? And the the gimbals weren't. You know, they were servo based. They weren't brushless. Yeah. And like, it was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like literally i had to buy a microsoft computer to have the software to, to adjust and i'm just like shit, shit was in german and like, oh, I'm just like yeah so um we've definitely come a long way such a long way and the first time i bought that it was like 25 grand us and i'm like strapped my canon 5d mark 3 at the time which was like the thing yeah and if like you could fly that you were getting jobs oh my god first flight crashed Oh, like shit. the GPS wasn't working and it was like in Addy mode. And I'm like, fuck, like, they had it configured <laughs> to the wrong
0: button. And I'm just like... This was a job or just even learning?
1: The G- yeah, this was learning. But I was just like out in the oh, field. No. But like even like the GPS then was not good. Yeah. And then DJI obviously came out with the Phantom. And like I remember seeing, I'm like, oh, this is a cool toy. You can strap the GoPro to it. And then they brought out a gimbal for it, mm-hmm. and then they brought out a, like a two-axis. Then they brought out a three-axis GoPro for gimbal, and you're like, "Cool, but this is still fisheye." And then everyone's getting the the uh, modified lenses, right. so you could lose the fisheye. Yeah. And and then like that was cool. That three-axis gimbal, you could get you, you like usable shots. Right. And then it's like then they lost the GoPro and they came out with the Phantom Vision Plus, mm-hmm. And I remember getting this dope shot of the Venice Skate Park like the first top down oh shit and had it blown up and like everyone went nuts yeah, for it yeah everyone was like that's crazy and then like everyone started taking shots but it was cool to get one of those like I think I got the first top down shot that's crazy of Venice, to get State that plant.
0: do you know how many times that shit's in my explore feed everyone takes their, you yeah. go down to Venice right now there's four Mavics yeah. like
1: cruising around yeah. out there, and you're not
0: supposed to fly down there but no. everybody does yeah, but no one, I did it
1: before there were like laws yeah. and like you could you could do anything right. like you could literally bust out on Sunset Boulevard here yeah. and just like fly and it was like it was like the Wild West for like laws you could literally do anything
0: yeah you can't I mean it's it's getting crazy now um they're finding ways to, especially with the recent incidents, like in the uh, what Bushwick or what airport yeah, was that? Gatwick. Gatwick.
1: And, and yeah, it's um, it's like anything. You give people a car, people do the wrong thing with cars. Yeah, right. same with drones. So mm-hmm. It'll always be that one percent that'll do something. You know? Yeah,
0: it's getting yeah. crazy. Damn, that's fucking nuts. I I got um, my friend Tim built uh a hexa. I think that was my first experience with the drone, which at Mm -hmm. the time he like had it, it was just all these cables and shit and it looked so ugly. And I thought it was like the coolest thing because he took off and it was like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a fucking wild, like for anyone
1: out there that was there and witnessed what you wouldn't like those first drones, like so much respect to all the drone pilots out Mm -hmm. there that were like building them and like you'd crash and it was like, shit, 25 grand is boom. And then you're like trying to put this thing back together again. And like... Did you you get it back together? I did. You did. Because I, I had to go to, I had to go, thank you, yeah. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> when, I bought, when I bought it, I'm like, they're like, yeah, you want to buy some extra booms and some spare parts and motors and right, shit. Right. I'm like, okay, cool. So I paid extra. I'm like, fuck, I've spent 25 grand. What's a couple more yeah, grand right. on like parts, especially when all the parts were in the US and I was like based in Sydney. Mm. But um, yeah, it was wild. But the progression in the industry and like seeing DJI like, yeah it was just phenomenal like that's the ridiculous. build the build of like DJI, like they definitely got some huge huge mm-hmm. uh, financing um from china and that's just like bet credit to them they're taking all the technology um and just putting it into one and making it usable with the apps and just like yeah it's ridiculous yeah
0: what was your first shot? Do you remember your, I, I remember the first shot that we got with that piece of shit drone mm-hmm. and it, we flew over a train that was coming through our downtown area mm-hmm. and I just remember seeing, it was so glitchy and it was just mm-hmm. like a piece of shit camera, but passing over that train, that's when I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. this changes everything. Like this mm-hmm. is this is ridiculous. Like yeah. I can see this and control the tilt and he's flying the drone. Like what is this? This is so yeah. nuts. Do you remember yours? I think what I'm my <clears>
1: first like, good shots that wasn't DJI and before DJI was from this free fly systems and i was on a golf course and it was like sunrise in australia and i was flying over this big water feature and i was just like the 5 d mark iii i had this thing dialed in and then like i can't even tell you how much pain and heartache it took to get it like level and stable and like even then there was like a little jitter and you'd have to use the post-production stabilization software but even just this like rise and push over this golf course was like, so and the, the, like the lens flares and the 5D. And I was like, I was like, fuck yeah. That was like, it was an epic shot, but yeah. just to get it working and like have it dialed in was like half the battle. Right. And then like, you know, you think I'm like, shit, well I want to take photos now with this. So I had to figure out how to remote do a remote shutter yeah. wirelessly. And I'm like, fuck, where do I even start? So I hit the guys up at Quadrocopter and he built me the cable sent it. Then I had to like plug it in and then, put the laptop in and then like it took me like eight hours and then once I did it I remember hitting the switch and hearing the shutter go
0: and it worked and
1: I was like yes that is so crazy <laughs> and that was like that was like a long for pro- like two days like one after like two weeks of getting the cable and it's just like yeah just frustrated non-stop. just to take a photo <laughs> just to take- but now like you just with the DJI you
0: just it's automated it it yeah it could work. do fucking controlled hyperlapses and shit I'm like this is yeah. ridiculous
1: man the hyperlapses are insane one it- of my buddies started doing the first hyperlapses um before dji did it like yeah. you know made it all automatic and yeah. stuff and um, brian bloss he's a very you should go and follow him he's a very very good drone pilot Don't. and um he's like the original aerial hyperlapse king
0: i love that because i yeah i always thought that i did that shit first but i couldn't figure out how to in post like if i flew from a to b i would just make two marks and i would just slowly go through and just try to hold it as long as i could mm-hmm. and the the bobbling was would throw it off so when you did speed up the clip you had this weird shift in the the picture so like sometimes i could get it if it was completely still outside it was Mm -hmm. nice if you were moving fast enough but i remember doing one over sunset and i thought it was like the coolest thing but it was only it was only because it was at night that it hid all the errors you know what i mean yeah but doing it in the daytime i couldn't figure out how to tweak it now they got yeah. it so dialed in
1: yeah it's definitely uh, it's definitely not my specialty that's it's... for sure but anyone that can like do all that before it was a thing i was like yeah yeah y- you do you notice that content and because i did have the account drone gear people that were doing that work st- stood out yeah you know? so it was always cool to give them shout outs and respect and right. stuff
0: yeah so going back you're from sydney originally mm-hmm. so were you always into filming and everything like that? You had your 5D. I'm gonna move this for you just a little bit. Yeah. Further. No, I. Um, I'm actually a carpenter and yeah? a builder.
1: I was, I was a carpenter and a builder for for 10 years, mm. and um, in the family business. And then, like, as we start, we were building all these beautiful architecturally designed houses. We just build a house that would take one to two years to build on the water, three, four stories, beautiful. And then we just walk away right. with like no photos or record or website. <laughs> so there's <just> no documentation. <laughs> yeah. <that you> <laughs> so I'm like, and then Facebook just came out and then face, they launched Facebook pages. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. I'll start the Facebook page. I'll buy a little Canon Rebel, TL, whatever it was yeah. back then. And it was like 900 bucks. And I'm like in a tripod and I'm going to start taking all the photos of the finished houses and then pr- promote them on the page. Right. So it kind of stemmed from that. And that was like two thousand and. I think 2009 when, whenever Facebook pages mm-hmm. started like that was when I sort of I got the camera and started doing the marketing and the social media for our family business construction business and then started doing drone area I'm like damn I want to get some aerial shots of these houses because they weren't just houses in the suburbs like right. houses on cliffs and like water and just epic views I'm like I want to get aerial so I looked at helicopters and like three four grand to rent a helicopter for like an hour yeah crazy money in australia it's everything's more expensive and um so yeah i was like and then i stumbled upon drones and like these forums and it was like almost like the dark web or something like like, like, trying to like find out like you know how guys are getting these shots yeah i remember someone showing me this reel and um and then I got showed another reel. There's these guys called the Copter Kids, and they were pretty much like one of the first. <clears throat> I remember them. Yeah, anyone that's anyone in the drone who knows the Copter Kids were like doing some pretty badass shit with the single rotor RCs right. and like putting red cameras on and like yeah, those guys have been around for a while. And um, so you, I saw this, guy, I'm like, wow, man, I want to like do, I want to do what those guys are doing. And then I was just sort of a progression from there. Mm. Once I once I dropped twenty five k on yeah. this drone, I just went. I just
0: went. <coughs> I just went all in, you know. So. How did you? I mean, twenty five thousand dollars is a fucking shit ton of money. Like, mm-hmm. what, was that just you creating your budget from having built? all these houses and turning your job money and just being like, all right, cool. I'm going to invest into this. Cause I think that this could become something like, you know, that's such a massive risk. What yeah. made you want to take that? Yeah. It's the Same thing as buying a red or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of people yeah. just know, they know. Absolutely. No, I, um, you know, I was
1: making good money as a carpenter. Not it's not like here where like carpenters don't make that much money. Um, in australia you make like 70 80 bucks an hour mm. as a carpenter so you can make anywhere from two to four grand a week right which is like good money yeah. as a tradesman so and then I, I bought an apartment got a mortgage at like 21 oh shit so, you're so i was all assets. licensed and like so then i flipped this apartment made a couple hundred grand from that in a few years started traveling and then i had some money sort of still stacked away you were traveling in australia Just Southeast Asia and then I came to the US in like 2012. Okay. And then um, that was it. Like I was like, what money I had left? I'm like, I'm throwing this in this business Mm. and that was was it. That was fucking crazy, man. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, I always knew it was going to be big, but like I didn't think DJI would be like as massive as I would be. I'm like just crazy. They just blew up and the whole making that technology. I knew it was going to be big, but it's like, definitely blown up way bigger than I ever imagined. It's,
0: yeah. It's taken such a long stride and the way that they it's the shift of it, not only in their tech and what people are producing, but I think that's what what's cool. And what's making them blow up so much is that the people, their, their customers are creating their content. Yeah, because I would go to their channel and I always was frustrated when watching their channel because it would just be a bunch of shots of like, like the only videos they would they would put out would be like rally racing cars. Yeah, like they must have had a deep partnership with them and yeah. documented or whatever. Yeah, and that was cool, but there was only like one way to shoot video yeah, from a drone absolutely they've definitely
1: like <coughs> drones are great and what i love about dji what they've done is they've done this progression they're like okay sh- shit, we're like making the best drone built-in gimbals then they started the ronin the dji ronin came out the ronin m which i'm sure you've yep. used um Thought and and that. any videographer or someone that's in even cinematography if you're shooting features or docs they've made this technology a work mm-hmm. and be accessible and affordable for low indie staff and it's like they've just they've really revolutionized like the camera movement. Yeah, um, Freefly Systems was definitely one of the first companies. Definitely, like, I was gonna say
0: the movie um, when the Movi came out the first time. I remember watching that video. Yeah, uh, so
1: shit. mad respect to that company, and that was my first big purchase. I was a I was an investor. You know, I invested into that company, but um, yeah, I've definitely um progressed more towards DJI, um, the Ronin 2 it's just like such a beast of a gimbal. For like we we got it. I actually got that sort of for free from DJI. I did some con- right. content for them for a product release, um, the Mavic Air. So, um, I spoke at a couple of events for them and um, pretty much got that Ronin 2 for free and we've got the car gimbal and I'm like, we've done 80 miles an hour with a fully loaded red package. 80 miles, and the gimbal has not broken.
0: It looked ridiculous. It's stable. That's insane. Rock solid.
1: we got the Flow Cine Black Arm, which is a four-axis stabilizer that you can mount on a car. And it was just, yeah, we coupled that with the Ronin 2, and you're like, 80 miles an hour. That's insane. And it's insane. just, like, stable. Jesus. It's just, like, mind-boggling. You shoot so, any car
0: commercial. So,
1: yeah, they've done... They've killed the drone game, but for filmmakers and, you know, ground operators, and they've <clears> done <throat> the wheels now, and mm-hmm. they're just like, yeah, it's a beast of a company.
0: Yeah, they've... They've definitely so that you would say that, and I think the other issue is, which was harder for people that were, not that didn't have as much of a budget to invest into it, or were nervous, like they didn't know where it would go. Like I remember thinking, spending a thousand dollars on the uh, what well, DJ the Phantom Two Plus or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, the Vision, Vision Two Plus, Two Plus, yeah. I remember being like, fuck, do I buy this? I don't know. Like I was just trying to get into the real estate game in mm-hmm. Iowa. I was like, you know, getting the Ronin and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I borrowed my friends, and I would just like hover it like five feet and then land it be like okay like i'm gonna take a break like 30 minutes because yeah. i'm scared as hell yeah but like going into free flight everything was so awesome mm-hmm. but it cost an awesome price
1: yeah <laughs> it did it and you know what respect to those guys because they've done a lot of it it's all in washington and um but yeah, they've definitely um, had some of their IP stolen. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, f- from companies like DJI, like they brought out the Movie Pro with the ring and then the legs, and, and then immediately, and then I went to the the launch of the Ronin Two, and it was like, you know, they've made a better gimbal, more solid, mm. but they've copied the ring, the leg, like you know, yeah. the resting legs. So yeah. it's like, it's frustrating for a company like Freefly Systems that innovates and creates something like the like the Movie, and then a biggie company will come along and take parts right. of it and just, and it's, you know, yeah. so yeah, that's, that's my I, I feel for them there.
0: But I'm sure, sure that's, I mean, that's Apple and Android. That's every car company yeah, like competing yeah. with each other.
1: It's like any U S <coughs> company is always fighting to keep their IP. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I know there's a couple of companies like there's an innovative cart, they brought out this sick film cart that flat-packed and then another company, I won't mention that company's name, but it's like, they, the the next year came out with an aluminium one, which was like an identical rip-off, but, so you know, crazy that you can do <laughs> Innovative had yeah. all their um, their um, trademarks and mm. copyrights is that what you call yeah. them
0: the trademarks so, so they, so they like
1: can't sell it in the US and Canada and oh stuff. shit yeah so they just like shut it down and I know the CEO of Innovative and yeah he's hooked us up a bunch of stuff and Man. everyone on set you'll probably end up getting one of those dope yeah. film carts and they flat packed and you can you know you put all your gear on it and so um, yeah god damn
0: Yeah, so much gear out there. I know, know? I know. But I think that that's what's cool because I've always had such a love for flying drones and that was honestly the first and still is one of the biggest things that uh, like builds a relationship for me Mm -hmm. out here. Like coming out here, I didn't know anyone, but Mm -hmm. I had my Phantom and I would be like on a music video set and this was before the real rules made sense. Mm -hmm. And I had been FAA certified in Iowa to do like real estate stuff. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I don't know too much about it. I just... I remember doing it and I remember that it was like this extensive extensive process to mm-hmm. become certified and I like it suggested you hire a lawyer and it cost you 10 grand or something to yeah, like yeah. so I was like grabbing some other public file and I was like changing the words and trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to make it make sense anyway got it and I got out here and I started doing the music videos and I would just be on set and I'd just be doing behind the scenes or not even maybe I was just doing like PA work and mm-hmm. I would just say hey I could go get a drone shot of like the car over on that bridge If, if mm-hmm. do, would you guys want that and they'd be like sure maybe i go we'll see and i go get it and it would be like they do six of them in a video and all yeah. of a sudden i'm in chris brown's music videos and stuff like yeah that, getting shots nervous that it wouldn't pair well with red footage mm-hmm. but surprisingly it didn't yeah hold, like it wasn't too bad yeah i think you know
1: like what you've just mentioned is like such a good point like being there and like hanging hey i can get this shot a lot of directors and DPs like we've had, they've had to be educated on how to use drones and like a lot of old school people like, no, no, no. They just like same old formula. And you know, like directors that embrace this new technology with, you know, up and coming guys like us in the industry. Yeah. Like they're like, what are you guys? Reckon? And you're like, Oh, well, I think this. And they're like, okay, cool. Let's try it. And then right. end up using it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. Working with like that Academy award winner, wally fister he's like he fully embraced drone technology bought his own like we had all these drones and he was like such a nerd and yeah like, it's so great when people like that that are old school
0: can still adapt, just
1: adapt and come but you know you know it's like in the film industry sometimes you butt heads with people and they just don't want to know it. maybe right. they had, they've had a bad drone experience to someone crash on set that cause know, issues. Caused issues so there's yeah there's that but yeah you know why not use this technology and get and put cameras like in crazy stupid places and get incredible one one shots right. now as well. So because
0: as much as it as I want to say that it's oversaturated, like every single video has a drone shot in it, it's still not like you know, at one point jibs became a thing and we were able mm-hmm. to get crane shots and mm-hmm. no one else could afford those. So it was mm-hmm. still limited and we could still use crane shots that are, sometimes I'm watching shows where I'm just like, God damn it. How do they do that? You yeah. know what I mean? Like how did they pull that shot off? Mm-hmm. So you can always keep pushing the limits. So I think that there's still so much room to expose new ways to film. Yeah. You know what I mean? New ways to use the tech just like they were yeah. using.
1: Yeah. I've definitely done like a lot of music videos where they have <clears throat> seen all these crazy one take shots And they're like, they think they can just get it in one day. They're like, oh, we're just going to hire a drone guy to get this one take because we've seen it on YouTube from this other. But a lot of music video producers, they don't realize the choreography, the practice. It's like anything, like the dancers practice for weeks, as as I'm sure you're aware of working with those big productions, weeks to get their dance and all their moves in sync. Absolutely. Drone pilots, if you want a really, really expansive one take shot, you need pre-production meetings. You need to like you need the drone pilots to practice. You need talent to you know people to stand in where mm-hmm. the talent's going to be. Because I've gone out and I've had music videos, and every time I get a music video job, I, pre- I cringe almost because <laughs> it's
0: like because you know that the rapper's not going to show up till five minutes before his take. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's not even that. I think it's like client expectation for budget is always they expect the world, but they've only got you know pennies and it's like i'm down to do like indie help out on indie productions and stuff but it's like your expectations got to be realistic with the budget yeah you know like i got friends like you know i'm starting the drone gear podcast soon and i just called my mate eric maloney who's producer and um for proc cinema Mm. and his best friend and one of the homies is rob mcintosh Mm. and anyone that is anyone in the drone industry has heard of Robert McIntosh? He's the guy that did that Venice one take That's shot. Insane. And he was doing that for months. Right. Crashing, crashing. And then he eventually did it. But it's like, took him months to get that. And off the back of that video, like GoPro featured it. He's like one of the most gangster, original drone FPV pilots in the world. It's that
0: that, that shot is like, I get that DM to me all the time. Yeah. Just because someone's seen me fly yeah. drone once.
1: And like... <laughs> There's like a handful of people in the world that can do that. Maybe only a couple. Yeah. And like everyone out there is a drone pilot. And like, even I know, I'm like, I'm good, but I'm not. There's way more talented FPV pilots mm. and, and other, you know, heavier lift drones, you know, cinematographers that are way better than me. I'm the first to say that. But, um, you know, these music producers could definitely get get the best shots and get these crazy one takes, but it's like... It, definitely you spend some money for you gotta spend shit. some money and it's gonna it's gonna take time yeah you know but and um
0: they usually would be like "Nah, scratch that idea as yeah. soon as i hear that yeah which is the worst it sucks because yeah. you could do some cool shit with this stuff but that's the problem is like yeah music videos already have no money to begin with
1: yeah i think my biggest gripe with the film industry in general with in relation to drones you've probably witnessed this as well if you've done a drone job is when i did the ford commercial it's like you know the huge productions, million dollar, multi-million dollar productions, and we, they had a whole <coughs> freeway shut down out in the Mojave, four lane. I think it was four or six lanes, right? Like for like for four miles, six miles, or something, diverting whole traffic for the entire day. Um, and it was this twelve car um, Ford F one fifty truck scene, and then they got the camera car, the expensive like Russian yeah. arm, you know. And I get it; that thing's worth a lot of money, and they but, they they'll do like a hundred takes and then it's like drone team like get in there do it like you got what you got like one one flight just you know and it's just like it's like why like the camera car gets like a hundred yeah. takes and it's so funny they they also got a helicopter for that shoot and I saw the helicopter shot and I'm like I could have got that with the drone <laughs> they like that the, the the amount of money wasted was just it's stupid. phenomenal like
0: I, I've learned that working with big brands it, it, they are so used to the old school mentality of going to an agency that has been tried and tested, and like they've spent millions of dollars with these people, and the video happens to exactly like their idea. Everyone in the company is happy, and they're they're afraid to take those risks working with newer tech or things that may be a little bit more edgy, or just to be on set and know that they didn't get the helicopter, and they're mm-hmm. really dependent on a drone operator. Mm-hmm. And the fear of that makes them choose to spend more money on dumb shit Mm -hmm. that just costs so much money like and then yeah then you have that situation where you just what what, how much does that fucking helicopter cost for the day
1: probably 20 30 grand and and one shot that you could have gotten i guarantee you i like i'm sure it was like the most basic (laughs) but anyway like other (laughs) shots that i got top down it was high wind it was like in the mojave the windmill was blowing and yeah like i got a, a hit over the radio and they're like all right drone pilot's like just get whatever you can get. Just go out. Like, I was just like, yes, finally. They're like, just like, just go steal shots. But the camera car was still in the fucking shot. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm then... like, fuck, like piss the fucking yeah, camera right. off. You know what I mean? And um, anyway, I ended up like flying really low and flying over like these 12 trucks and they're like towing Christmas and Santa and a jet engine. And yeah. uh, then ended up um, putting like another 30 in, in post. Oh, shit. Um, but I did this low flying shot over and it's an only shot you could get with it like a, um you know a drone yeah yeah right and ended up using it that's sick but you know it's like that was like just, just like just go t- out and yeah. steal some shot it's like give the pilot a bit of creative freedom someone that knows what he's doing and you're, you're gonna get shots and i'll piss the camera car off yeah, as well please. but uh, yeah uh, all the drone pilots i speak to in the industry it's the same old same old car commercials <clears throat> big productions they're doing, you know, and they've got yeah. they've got to turn over the shots and move on to the next scene really quickly. So, right. drone teams don't get
0: a lot of time to yeah. to do what they need. And but, it's like a lot of times that you're probably just having to deal with like, we'll fix it in post. The, yeah. Yeah, we see the camera, who gives a fuck? We'll paint it out. Yeah. What?
1: Yeah. So, but that's, you know, in, in saying that there's this new generation of video producers coming up like yourself that we've got this network of creatives and it's like, we're now almost working like as an agency yeah. and like working on a smaller footprint and putting out just as good work, if not better. Right. Than it's some crazy. of these like crazy big productions. So
0: I think it's going to be an interesting change over the next 10 years. You know what I mean? Like to see mm-hmm. even five, four, like, yeah, it's progressing so quickly. And it is cool that you, you same thing with this, like just be able to find mm-hmm. young shooters like so quickly, you can just call out in a specific location and you yeah. probably have someone that's totally capable yeah. of creating at that rate you know
1: yeah i just did a um not last year the year before i got hit up by western digital a mm-hmm. hard drive company they own sandisk and g technology the pr hits me up he's like dude we love your youtube videos we got some budget we got this new solid state drive coming out we want you to produce some content i'm like cool so i like just did a whole creative pitch wrote the treatment did like three pages couple of different locations mm-hmm. did this whole storyboard and they're like yeah we love it Cool. And then it's like, okay, great. The budget's been approved. And I'm like, cool. And they're like, okay, now you got to go to our agency. So I'm like, P, at like Western Digital hit me up. And then they're like, oh, this agency's got all that money. You've now got to go through them. And I'm like, fuck. So I was like jumping through all these hoops. I'm like, the company wanted me then that to shoot me to their agency. And just like the third wheel. Like stuff, I have to send stuff for the agency, then them, and it's just like this, Back like forth. this slow and like the content. I'm actually after this podcast, I'm just about to release the, the last of the Western Digital video, and it's some of the best work I put out to date. Oh, dope in terms of not just drone content. I'm like, I star in it, but I sort of wrote the treatment, directed it. We had this climber from Canada, um, we were in like the remote British Columbia. In this area, I did my research where we could fly drones legally. You yeah. can shoot out there. You can do anything, and um, shot with red. Had my my, my buddy use a DP shoot with the red, all the ground shots, and wrote some like you know like narration to it. So right. like, yeah, it's a product, but it's like it's a really the the, the cinematic shots are just beautiful. Yeah, I can send you some of them too if you want to overlay it over yeah. the video. But um, that's yeah, dropping please. on our Instagram in a couple of hours. But like, it took like over 12 months from like start to from finish. when they like from like I got the email it's like from, you're making a feature yo yeah <laughs> how long is this? Like, spot man like legal and all this stuff and I'm just like man just let me deal with you guys direct you know what I mean You'll sit, it like, is
0: weird that people do that like yeah. if they love it you show them exactly what you're gonna do cool 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 now go do this long yeah. long drive to be able to get to where you need to be yeah
1: and just like on that note like with that company like the agency and I'm like I ended up sort of talking to the PR guy from Western Digital and I'm like oh how much is that like agency like I'm like, how much are they getting to manage all your social? And he's a year and he's like, three point five million? And I like look at their socials and like my one account is bigger than all three of their companies Instagram accounts combined. I'm like, this fuck? is not right. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's not and right. the content, like they're posting out of focus like pictures and like just like this.
0: Basic. Following shit. shitty trends and, and not was, doing it right. Yeah. I'm like, just, just
1: like, who's managing this? Like, so it's just like there's so much opportunity out there, like I know. To to come up and like take some of these yeah. contracts and like yeah. Do you
0: think they you will start trying to aim to do stuff like that? Yeah. Right.
1: Absolutely. Especially and work with like a team, you know, like, Hey, like, let's fuck, let's all collaborate. We all have our own companies, but let's collaborate, get some big contracts and everyone gets a piece of the
0: pie. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. That's how we've been looking at too with my friend, Andrew, we started this thing being human, which we didn't want to call it a production company. We just wanted to be a production collective because mm-hmm. I feel like we have to have a name for it just so when we funnel work or whatever, but we know so many talented creators, you know what I mean? I yeah. have ideas and mm-hmm. I feel like if you just bank on the one building where the agency lives, and like that's who people are throwing 3.5 million dollars to run mm-hmm. social shit, you know what I mean? it's like they should be scared,
1: man they should, they should be. be really scared because like it's um guys like you and myself like being proactive and collect you know getting with a collective of like talented young individuals, like we're, we're going to be the new agency I think you know so. what I mean yeah so it's exciting, yeah,
0: and I think it's cool because it it allows us to finally be creatively free to an extent, yeah, and we know what's fucking working. Yeah. So I know that the agency has money. They should know what's working. But a lot of the times you see it and I've seen yeah. it on so many times where I'm on set and I'm just like, why is that person over here? Why, we, yeah. why do they just spend like 50 grand on that shit over yeah. there? Like these people aren't even doing anything. Like, yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah.
1: They'll always be around, but um, there's definitely a shift going on. Mm-hmm. And I think big brands are definitely cluing up. Right. And what company doesn't want to save money yeah. at the end of the year, so we'll yeah. see that for sure.
0: So what's your current setup? Like what do you have? I mean, I'm sure you have a shit ton of gear. <laughs> yeah. So point. I've
1: got um obviously I have the small drones. I'll start from the small cuz <clears throat> even though they're small we use them on productions. Right. We just did um a Tim Allen, Tim Allen, that Tim Allen show. I should know. Again, he a, has go on a TV all, show? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's home improvement. Not home improvement. <laughs> it's some one of his new ones, but anyway, they wanted us to do something for Christmas, like hang a star with a drone. Oh, cool! And the set just the set just wasn't big enough, right. or the tree was too big and the lights, and they just ended up cutting it. Mm. But I went on there, and but anyway, they came back again, and again I sent two of my guys in there. I was overseas. Um, in australia but yeah we did so we used a phantom for that Mm -hmm. um but we've got the mavic air we got two mavic airs a phantom i got a mavic pro 2 which is if anyone is out there looking to get a drone i love it insane like the range is stupid the camera hustle blood like yeah stupid stupid drone for the price like and the features um it's mavic 2 is great and we do we use them on productions you know what i mean like depending if it's like gonna be on camera for like this series so that was the phantom um i have two inspire 2 x7s so we always have two of everything when it gets to that level. um i just had a new custom heavy lift heavy lift drone built i'll send you a picture of that if you want to throw that up Um, which is a beast it's a x8 and that's got um it's been i had it designed to carry the ronin 2 Okay, word. so it's a beast yeah. Um, and red and heavier lens packages
0: what's so, the difference um, between getting that and uh, what does DJI have that um, the Matrice 600 y- yeah
1: so this one just can lift way lift, more lift way more mm.
0: so you're so, limited on lenses at that point and yeah bodies
1: and- yeah there's the legal limit is 55 pounds right total total like package drone and everything but this one's been designed to take 65 total weight mm. but so that makes it better to fly at 55 and you can get approvals for over 55. It's just a few yeah, groups loophole. and paper, paperwork right. you got to jump through. But I presented that drone at CES actually mm. at the Tiffin booth. I spoke for Tiffin again each day talking about drone filtration, but I had this monster drone on stage and the guy that built the drone Built the drone that flew Casey Neistat. Remember uh, the Casey Neistat video? Yeah, about the, the that snowboarding one? Yeah, that's so cool. um, he built that, and he actually didn't get any credit for it because well, guy. I saw the
0: BTS video. Wasn't there like a couple? Were they the dudes yeah. that were like building it in the truck, or that wasn't him? The guys that like
1: that did the video just flew it. They didn't build the drone, mm. so they may have put it together like. Yeah.
0: In assembled pieces, it, assembled
1: right. it. I think they shot that in Finland, yeah. that video, because they couldn't do it legally mm-hmm. in the US. So they shot it in Finland. And there was also a bit of. um, post work? A little post work, <laughs> I think, on him being lifted. I think that right. may have been a helicopter and some Hollywood stuff. But mm-hmm. they, you know, it was a flying drone that could tow him. Yeah. You know, and it was just a beast. So um, this guy, Johnny Beavers, built that in his company's Mid Atlantic Multirotor. And um, he's probably one of the biggest names in the industry that no one's ever heard of he just quietly kills it um flew 165 times last year to jobs um so i've always looked up to him as aerial cinematographer when i first got into the industry he was like the one he was someone that was like doing really really well and very technical and can build anything um so yeah he built that drone for casey that flew casey neistat so i'm like this is the guy that i want to design and build this drone something right. that's going to be rock solid so it's an x8 frame so if we lose a motor we can still fly oh cool um so it's in pittsburgh right now it was kind of a rush build for ces because mm. i just wanted to show something we did fly it out in the desert but we had a faulty flight controller from mm. dji so dji is a great company but they still have some issues <laughs> have some issues while. major major firmware issues yeah. that anyone that has used their products knows that they they f up right. firmware yeah. all the time. I'm not even going to go right. into that. That's a whole nother story. But um, yeah. So it's a beast. Right. That's what um, and we're going to get a second one probably in a few months. So right. again, that'll be used for feature films and strictly closed motion picture.
0: How often are you practicing with all these? I mean, I know you fly so much enough <laughs> at this point that it's yeah. probably second nature. But like for that drone, for instance, yeah. if it's only for features and if maybe mm-hmm. you do more uh smaller jobs that don't mm-hmm. require it how often are you going out and practicing especially yeah. living in california it might be kind of hard to do that yeah
1: it's really hard to fly in los angeles in general like with legal places yeah um there's plenty of private properties with drones like that you basically want to be flying on private property all the time um just for safety reasons um but i haven't been able to fly because it it's gone back to pittsburgh to get sort of um all, all these the flight controller and power management unit fixed but um when we get it back, I'll be flying at least three or four times a week with that. Right. And I want to log a certain amount of hours before we actually put it into, into shoots. So mm-hmm. I really want to test the speed, weight, flight times, you know, do 20 flights. Yeah. You need to, back, to know it. Fully loaded, sim- like, you know, simulate some shots. So we've got a. We have gotta basically prove that this drone is worth like airworthiness b- yeah. before taking it on on set safety wise, and come up with our safe safe flight um, work manuals and flight logs. So, um, because Johnny wants to sell this drone as well. Oh, cool! But it they're made to order because they're quite expensive. Yeah, yeah. it'll be around eighteen to twenty thousand dollars mm. to for that drone to buy. Um, without a gimbal, right? So the Alta Eight is about the same, okay. and this can lift more than the Alta Eight, yeah. and it has the DJI flight controller, which is super, super. It's DJI yeah. it's rock solid right. once it's working and it's not yeah, folded, yeah. like it's the A3 Pro. It's that's what DJI was really well known for. It's, to start with, was their flight controller. So yeah. it's kind of exciting, but it's also nervous nerve wracking when you're flying. $100,000, $150,000 worth of gear in the air. So and you're sh- one
0: of the first ones to do it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, there's
1: other guys doing it, but it's like there's maybe a dozen in the world yeah. that are flying drones like that regularly. That's so insane. Once we get it up and running and we get a second one, we can then rent it out on shoots. Oh yeah, and of course. A lot of people in the industry that have drone production companies are really interested in this drone because it has a new brushless motor system from a company that I work with. And the power to weight ratio where... Uh, the flight time it's all about flight times right so we're looking at going to be having longer flight times with heavier payloads
0: how long is longer what, what is 10, it What's, 10 what you to averaging? 15 minutes right now you're at like what eight to the 10?
1: alter eight fully loaded is maxing out at like seven eight minutes Shit. flight time like max eight yeah. minutes fully loaded right so if we can get 10 to 15 minutes with this drone That's again great. we haven't done enough flight tests yet fully loaded but once we do we'll We'll be reporting back and there'll be a lot of people interested in those flight yeah, times.
0: that's going to yeah. be insane. Yeah. So, how do you go about promoting yourself. Is it just through people finding your channel or is it like word of mouth as far as Mm -hmm. like people like, Oh, I need a drone guy. And obviously you're meeting all these different producers.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I got Matt who's my producer now and he's come with his, you know, black book of contact contacts, which is very expansive. So his phone just automatically rings from being in that network from his previous company. So that's why he's been so valuable. Sure. So there's that resource. Um, I got the website, we've got Mm -hmm. the Instagram, Um, You know, as Google, we come up first on Google when you type in the company name um, because we've sort of made that shift to Productions. We've got to get our name up in that aerial. Cinematography. Yeah, I did see that when
0: I did Google it. At first, it was the same photo, like the team photo or whatever. Yeah.
1: So Matt's been working on all that. Um, I've got a couple guys helping us out with the website again. So I'm like trying to expand the company and like get more people in. And everyone still has their own companies, but we're all working together. Right. And That's good. Just to get more work. So are so. you
0: ever are you ever finding yourself contacting people to work on jobs? Not
1: really. You don't Not, need to really. At this point? Not really. Not um, really. I'm getting a bit of work through my girlfriend at the moment who um she's a travel blogger so i've been doing like sort of one man banding it and doing she's got all these big brands and stuff that she works for so
0: so it's been an interesting way for you to like segue her relationships getting into working with those brands yeah
1: well she's never really done video so much yeah. so i've been like she's been inviting me on these trips and mm. i'm like cool i'll come on this free trip Hell and then yeah bring my inspire 2 and my ground cameras and the, you know my gimbals and put together like videos like you put together like yeah. sweet little videos and, and turn them over fast because that's what it's all about yeah. but again beautiful smooth fluid shots some dope music so what's, i've been doing that what's her website called um what? the road less traveled the road less traveled yeah with one s her road name's Les. leslie uh, The Roadless like traveled. That. so she's like she's killing it but um so i've been doing work there but um you know what it's like you're always a phone will ring, and and then again, if I'm away, which I've been a lot, just my guys fill in, you know, or like yeah, yeah, you what's got so people good about having the network, and nice. We got homies in Miami, and he's like, dude, I need a drone pilot in LA. I'll fill in for him, or if I get referred work to Miami, I'll be like, yup, Jake. So it's kind of like that, yeah. Other pilots and drone teams like helping Bank each other each out because not all jobs can f- afford to fly you to. Obviously, the big productions can,
0: yeah,
1: um, but. That's that's good being in that network. It's like, yeah, right. my homie in New York, he can do that job for you. Boom. and then like if he gets a job in L.A., boom, he'll hit it back to you. Right.
0: So, so do you do you ever work with people that haven't been certified yet, or do you try to do you find new pilots that you think have what it takes, and then kind of encourage them to go through the process? Yeah, of? we can't
1: we can't hire anyone that isn't right licensed. So you just it's too risky. Yeah. So usually um, we've just guys on social media who you just. It's like anything over time when you've been in the industry for a while. Guys are doing good work. They're licensed. And the last thing you want to do is send a guy out on a job that doesn't know what he's doing, doesn't know cameras, doesn't know settings, like yeah. shutter speed, f-stop, all these things, you know, filters. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you just like, yeah, you, you can fly a drone, but if you don't know how to frame a shot and you don't know camera settings and what codec and all right. these things. So, it's like you're not just a drone pilot these days. So, that's something you know as a partner in drawing gear productions we're looking for pilots that are like experienced have gear licensed insured so we can send them out to jobs and they can just nail it
0: so you would require them to have their their own insurance versus utilizing yours
1: um not necessarily it could go
0: both ways we we
1: if it's our job our insurance would cover it right i got you yeah so but to have them having their own insurance helps as well yeah and usually when you have your equipment you just insured right but um yeah you have to be part 107 faa licensed right to get jobs and get paid legally um there's just too many repercussions if you go out fly a job on license hit a power line or hit a talent in the head and it's like
0: yeah it's just all it's over crazy. yeah so when you fly is it uh you know usually it's a two-man sometimes up to a three-man band if you have someone trying to pull focus yeah are you usually doing two-man yeah it's usually
1: two-man for yeah. the most part but on the bigger productions, like the Apple one that we did, um, we had our pilot, Colin um, Garrett was operating camera and then the set had, you know, the assistant camera yeah. pulling focus um, and DP checking the settings for the red and stuff. But again, the camera operator, he knows reds, he knows right. camera settings. So there's like two people, double the people checking the settings. Hey, the lights come out more. We need to put another stop filter on. or We need to go up two stops for this mm. day time of light. And then I was just there, kind of overseeing and just sort of making yeah. sure everything was going well. So sometimes I'm not even doing anything, right, which yeah. is which I'm totally cool with. Right. Um. But yeah, three to four on the big productions. Right. For sure.
0: So is it what what, is, what would you say your favorite role is to play? Where are you piloting more, or are you doing camera controls? I love piloting, um, especially on car commercials. Yeah. Um. But
1: I think the older I'm getting, I'm I'm really enjoying more like taking a, a roll back and directing and just sort of mm. pro- producing and directing. So like getting the work, getting the work coming in and then overseeing it. Yeah, that's cool. But I do love flying. It's like something like anyone that loves. When, yeah. you can't explain it if you haven't flown drones. But once you fly and you do, you pull off a sweet shot. It's yeah, like, yeah feels no- good.
0: There's nothing like it. Did um, do when you when you do pilot? How do you have? FPV set up for you to mm-hmm. see, you know, at least like front of your drone, mm-hmm. and then your pilot has, yeah, or the um, controller can have his view from yeah. the camera.
1: So on the Ford commercial, um, it was a pretty straight shot. One of one of the shots, anyway, the freeway. So I had my FPV camera set up, but the FPV camera on the on the DJI um, Inspire Two sucks. You know, does it come
0: built built in? Built in, and yeah.
1: it's it's got a two axis little gimbal, but it's it's patchy at best. But um, usually, what I have is my Atomos Sumo monitor set up on a stand, usually offset from my, my innovative cart, which is kind of like a station, and that's set up from the camera operator's um, controller, running HDMI out or SDI if it's the um, if it's the other controller uh, into the screen. So that's sending pretty much live within whatever,
0: yeah. So you're half seeing half
1: milliseconds of latency or whatever. So I'm seeing what the cameras seeing. So I'm, I always kind of try to watch the shot because the shot's really important. So, usually I've just got my line and I've used the FPV camera as a reference but then there's like FPV pilots, people that like they have to have their goggles on. Um, You're legally not like allowed to do that because you're supposed to have a visual line of sight. sight, So, Mm. um, that's cool and some guys operate much better like that but that's not how I go. I sort of... I really like to monitor the the shot yeah. with a reference. And then I'll look down and just make sure I'm sort of heading in the, in, right. In the right direction. Hmm, cool. Use that as a reference because that camera is only really good for a reference.
0: Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Huh. Shit. This is so... F- I could talk about this shit all day long. Yeah. It's fucking addictive. Yeah. The yeah. channel is great too. I remember watching your videos. Um, you would like go post up in Malibu or something and just mm-hmm. like review yeah. just anything that was coming out. And I yeah. remember watching and be like, this is pretty dope because... I don't know how many times I, I I think when I moved my girlfriend out to LA, I found um, the Quad quad Talk podcast. I want to say mm-hmm. the name of it, but it's all FPV drone pilots mm-hmm. or something. And I remember tuning into that. And I, I wanted to fly FPV, mm-hmm. just get into it, buy yeah. it, and start building. It. I just never had time. Yeah. But I was an advocate fan. Like I was listening it's, to so many hours of these dudes talking. The, the FPV guys are fucking awesome. They're super like, Those These guys
1: are on another level. It's ridiculous. Um, it's definitely a different form of flying. Yeah. And it's definitely taking off right now in like camera movement and being used in productions. And the first guest, I think I was just saying but earlier on my podcast, I called Eric and I'm like, please can we get Robert, Robert McIntosh on the uh, drone gear podcast? Cause he's like, he's an icon. Yeah, and when you have sick. that first episode, you kind of want that. Right. I want it to be someone special. Yeah. So um mad respect for all the FPV flyers out there and any YouTuber as well. When I was out doing these YouTube reviews, I wasn't getting paid. There's like so much work that goes into them. I was like, Scripting. usually in media, you're either like really, really busy and then you have like these lulls, which can be a couple of weeks, maybe even a month, but then it just picks up and then it's like crazy again. So, I use those lulls in the media game to like, all right, cool, I'm going to do some YouTube videos, reviews, tutorials. If something from DJI was like upsetting me or I didn't know, I couldn't find a way to do it, I'd figure out how to do it and then do a tutorial on yeah. it. Yeah. So, it's a good way of it's a good way of giving back
0: yeah it's super helpful like for me just even if it was shit I wasn't even using I was just like kind of curious anyway so Mm -hmm. just to you know it's like picking up a book and learning something you don't necessarily need to know
1: yeah the channel the YouTube channel I started definitely was very um, it varied I did the YouTube reviews and then I did uh, uh, FAA how to get licensed for free Mm. because like all these companies were coming out charging you all this money and I'm like well screw that that's like 200 bucks all the materials online, it's a little bit harder, but I just showed people the resources, how you can get licensed for free and save yourself 200 bucks. Did that pop off? Yeah, yeah. It's got like over 20 or 30,000 views yeah, or sure something, really, but yeah. it's like people are like, oh, great. That was super helpful, but it's it's old now. The thing right. with YouTube is, you know, you got to like Cube keep stand. on the content. So that's been my hardest thing with that is like consistency
0: do you think that it'd be easier to do you were talking about building your podcast studio by Mm -hmm. having that space to create in. do you think it'd be easier just like you said flick on the lights and just pop out a tutorial
1: real quick absolutely absolutely and again it doesn't matter the setting but for me i want want a comfortable setting for my guests to come in and like i want to have multiple guests too so i'm like i'm just about to drop another three grand on like audio equipment i'm like you can really go nuts with it but um it's taken me like a few years to get to this point and like okay cool I have the capacity to do this right. now but yeah definitely when you have a space that's like set and forget yeah I can't wait it makes like and if other people in LA want to come and do start their own podcast yeah. I'm going to be like open like this space is for creators you right. know and I want to like look after the homies and stuff yeah. so yeah that's gotta, dope. put a green screen up and then people can put whatever they want behind it yeah it's going to be clutch yeah I'm excited for that I'm excited to see what you guys yeah.
0: do so you'll do that on the, on the same YouTube channel? Yeah,
1: Probably. so I'm gonna launch it on like the YouTube channel, and then obviously the pod, you know, the premier podcast platform. So right. like, like you're doing here, which is sweet. One, yeah. two, three videos, yeah. um, video cameras. So it's a little bit more work, but it's I think it's totally worth it.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been gotten lucky through black window cream by having uh are you in the group have i added you to that I'm i should add sure. you. To, it's a facebook it's a private facebook group i haven't i'm not in the facebook i'm following on instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I'll, I'll set you up it's cool to see it but there's so many cool creators in there and i got uh lucky to have a couple of fucking awesome interns through that that helped me out with this because there's no way i could manage doing these and then mm-hmm. editing that and making social bits and doing all this stuff on top of our real life it's so challenging but yeah having, having an opportunity to get an intern and then pass through like and for sure if once it comes to it if you need extra help editing i'm sure the community would dive onto it if yeah you, you know i mean i'm sure you know a lot of people but yeah you never know people are always looking for
1: opportunities I'm, absolutely that's what i love about you know instagram and social media in general with our generation like we all help each other out. You yeah. know what I mean. It's it's such a good network to have. Yeah, you know.
0: absolutely. Um, I had this interesting uh, shame on me situation just happened to me like two days ago. I was out in Atlanta for the Super Bowl, and uh, I was with a friend, and he had a Mavic Air and mm-hmm. wanted to grab a quick shot of like kind of the stadiums that we were we, we were by the stadium, but we were also at we we're at State Farm Arena, so we were like mm-hmm. right next to it. But sun was setting. He was like, "Oh, let's just go out there." We kind of looked out, and we're like. Doesn't look any like crazy out here, like we're in this big ass parking lot. He's like, I'll just fly it up real quick. Does and this is three days before the Super Bowl. This mm-hmm. was like Thursday, I think. Mm-hmm. Go up, come down. We are walking back to the stadium and out of nowhere, I swear it was like a movie, like four or five of these massive uh four wheelers. Pulled up and they're like don't let them in they screamed us at the security guys that were letting us into the back into the venue Holy shit! and we get stopped and it's bomb squad it's like the it's all these cops and they have guns and stuff and everything and they say stopped us and like we fly in a drone and right away my friend was like uh no <laughs> like just lied and then literally right as he says it on their walkie-talkie i can hear it they're like two guys in all black one guy in a red top black pants and i like look at us i'm like fuck and he's like come here. And he brings us over and he's like, yo, give me the drone. He takes it. They take it and they start doing every, all the tests for bombs. And they're like, this is a no fly zone. We're like, like the Super Bowl's not for like four days. Are you sh- like still, a, it's still a no fly zone. Like, and, dusty isn't he doesn't like fly all the time but he's yeah, just like yeah, yeah it usually blocks my uh, uh, doesn't allow me to fly if it's a no fly zone Like yeah. it's built into the app yeah
1: the geo fencing yeah. yeah and
0: he's like but it was fine it worked fine and he's like no no it came out today it's this whole thing it's a military fly zone now like no one's allowed to fly in here and we're like well we saw another drone flying but it was theirs yeah <laughs> so they had one up running yeah anyway long story short they called the fbi and the faa over so we have to wait. We're held up for like two hours. They bring us over and they basically were like, yo, you just broke like three big, big no-nos. Like you flew when there's a shutdown. You flew at night, even though the technical sunset, I guess I don't know the effort, yeah. what, what you learn when you take the test, yeah. but the sunset wasn't for like 10 more minutes. Yeah. And then uh, flew over a crowd of people, even though we said we were over a parking lot. He's like, if it you know something messed up yeah it was insane so now he's kind of waiting it's a federal offense wow (laughs) it was like the most insane thing i've
1: ever seen he doesn't
0: know he's they basically just took the drone and they said it's evidence and they're going to contact him down the road and it was pretty wild
1: yeah it's crazy now like with dji and you know the faa like they literally can like have access like when you fly somewhere like they can share that information with the fbi like instantly it was insane and it's like gps like they probably had like a program up, and they're like, "Okay, cool, boom," and they just honed in. So, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where people buying them even before the. I, I knew a few guys in the drone industry going out there to do drone work inside the stadium that, or right, right. you know, per- permitted right. it and all that stuff. But um. Yeah, it's definitely pretty crazy now, the technology. They like, can, like, track everyone. And everyone that logs in, you can't fly without logging into yeah. your account. So they Gave get your name, number, and social, like, all this
0: stuff. Which is good. I, I would prefer it to be like that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it was interesting afterwards because I was just, like, kind of shook by it. I'm like, man, that's crazy that you know there was just no negotiating no Mm -hmm. apologies no like hey man Mm -hmm. it was we were up for four minutes like we won't do it ever again the guy was just like sorry this is just it and and so but we looked into it a little bit more and even on their their site it showed like on their app that they had it was like no fly zones and when you clicked it it would take you to a 404 uh, can't load page anymore Mm -hmm. there was like all these issues their site was like not up to date it wasn't functional and so there's all these things that could have technically maybe if we were looking before like couldn't have found it so it's a give and take like I said like there was no rules back when we started yeah and now there's they're trying to figure out how to maintain it but you don't want incidents where people are like i don't want to be in an airplane landing and all of a sudden some de- soccer dad's flying 2000 yeah. feet in the air and yeah there's definitely
1: like youtube like it's pretty easy to go on and you see like some weekend warriors out there flying drones like miles away and like really high and it's like you know there's de- and when i started drone gear the instagram account it was to share content the hashtag and start this community and sharing dope work and photos and like to be honest with you as the years have gone over the reason i've progressed into like drone gear productions now rather than sharing just being a drone sharing account is like i just see the same drone shots right and then it's like and then also like a hundred other drone sharing accounts like i started drone gear and then all these other started and they've blown up but it's like what's their point of difference like they're just providing like yeah. drone sharing content right. and like 90% of the shots are illegal right they're flown in national parks like they're beautiful and all but like some are like so photoshop like you got all these talented photographers around the world and not hating on them but it's like they're just they're not flying by the rules and yeah. like they're the, they're part of the problem mm-hmm. of like the drone industry getting a bad rap flying over Santa Monica pier doing a top down. Like I just, I just won't do it. I did that five years ago when there was no, when there was no rules and got that shot. Now it's like people doing, it's like, you should not like, you know, you're not allowed to fly there. And then these accounts share them. So for me, I'm like shifting to like doing what you're doing is like collaborating with fellow like filmmakers, inspiring other people doing the podcast and and just doing actual full-on production work and trying to be a source of like information inspiration proper education like proper education yeah that's great but um that's why i've sort of stopped sharing yeah work because it's like it was the same old i'm like man i just want to keep evolving right and yeah just yeah i hear that get away from
0: that but yeah i um i uh can't believe that we were in the same place in south africa at the same exact time so he just told me right before he got here because um, i was just in south africa with beyonce and jay-z they were headlining yeah. uh global citizens festival yeah you were there spectating i was there fucking front row pretty much right by me i guarantee you like yeah. i was
1: everywhere i went with my girlfriend um leslie murphy who she was on the bachelor and she's got a successful travel blog and um so i was there as her partner and sort of doing her media photographs and some video and stuff and there's all these other influences and we're with one of the higher ups at johnson johnson and epic lineup yeah, yeah beyonce like jay-z pharrell pharrell ed Sheeran. like it was ed shearing it was just yeah crazy concert in, in johannesburg and it was just like such an atmosphere and um yeah, we're in the front row. And then like, he's like the Johnson and Johnson reps. Like, yeah, we got the best seats. And then there's this scaffolding <laughs> right there. And he's like, okay, calls the president. Like we're going up to a box. But I saw like two days before I met this guy in this random mall in Johannesburg. And I'm like, and he's like, Oh, I'm part of Beyonce's like video team and stuff. I'm like, Oh, I know, I know this guy on Instagram, Ben, he's like fucking killing it. Yeah. doing all like this amazing behind the scenes and video. And I'm like, fucking love his work. And then he's like, oh, Ben's my homie. And I'm like, oh, I wish I remembered this yeah, guy's fuck, name. Yeah, fuck, I wish I knew who it was. But uh, he was like talking you up That's and I'm so talking tight. you up. And like, and I'm like, but you would have been so busy. And I was like- How so, crazy
0: is that, yo? That's so random. It's crazy. What but, a small um, world.
1: Bro. That was like a cool, like had you ever been to Africa before? No,
0: no. It was fucking insane. It's nuts. I'd have been, we did like a whole run. We went to uh, South Africa. We were in Johannesburg for like two, a week and a half maybe. Mm-hmm. And then- after the show we went up to dubai and we were there i'd never been there and then mm-hmm. we went to india and she performed at this like private wedding mm-hmm. it was the craziest thing i've ever seen one yeah. of like i think he's the like, eighth richest man in the world wow had the most ridiculous wedding and beyonce is like the band oh yeah i'm sure it
1: was like millions yeah to get her, but i've never, never been
0: to any of these places like it yeah. was so wild to south africa was different though because i was trying to get a lot of coverage out in the city that we could use some of my drone shots were used mm-hmm. in the content that we showed yeah like I think we shot the stadium. Maybe mm-hmm. a, a cool shot of like the pool. With these kids mm-hmm. playing. It was like. And which room were you using? That was the uh, uh, yeah. two. Yeah. No. Yeah yeah i use the mavic 2 yeah. for that such a
1: good drone i was like blown completely away completely usable for it like more than blown usable. away like there was a
0: good sunset shot that i got of it looked like fucking lion king i was like oh my god we're really in south yeah. africa like i'm yeah. a drone in south africa yeah which is funny because like i said that was like my uh I'm, I'm blanking on the word i want to say but that was like my step forward into getting into relationships with people like oh hey i have a drone you want to see this movie? Mm-hmm. i think like the weirdest one was yeah. um I was at, uh, I ended up at uh, Zach Efron's house one night. Yeah. Mad random. Yeah. After party, there's like eight of us. And my friend said something like, he was talking about how someone flew a drone. They found it in his pool. And when they got it out, the SD card worked and they put it in. There was footage of him and his brother like in their house like taking showers like you know he's got the cool glass front and so someone had been filming their house must have crashed and landed in their pool oh my god got it and so when we were going out on the balcony he's like hey guys shut the lights off shut the lights off on the balcony like i don't want to turn them on i'm paranoid that there's people out here filming us i'd rather keep it low key yeah yeah and my friend right away is like ben flies drones and i was like yeah but not like creepy i'm not I don't do it creepy. Like I yeah, showed him a yeah. video of like yeah. a, a, a whale or something that I got. He's yeah. like, Oh, this is cool, man. We got to, let's go fly sometime. And that gave me his number. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is the most random shit ever. Yeah. But it's stuff like that, that would always happen because mm-hmm. it was so new and I, it was so portable. Like the fact that I could put it in a backpack Yeah. and just have one with yeah. me. Yeah. And then be able to do it and confidently get a shot real quick mm-hmm. that I feel safe doing it and Absolutely. maneuvers and everything. It's I
1: think, too, when you have that arsenal of equipment, so you don't just like do groundwork. It's like, yeah, hey, I have a drone. I can get some quick establishing shots. It's a point of difference for you as a creator. Yeah and it's like, yeah, we're going to hire you over so-and-so next right. time. Like, yeah, Ben's so great to work with. He can, He's like in doing multiple things. But yeah. Yeah. It's such a great perspective, you know. And I love it. Every production now has a drone. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You Everybody. Know? Every real estate agent has a drone. Yeah. That just but that was crazy
1: <laughs> us being in the same country I at know. the same time. But um, I was like, oh, I was like yeah of course he's here he's like you know I was like following you on Instagram yeah. and all your dope stories and stuff I and wish we
0: could have linked up that would have been fucking tight I know I know next, but, um, next time in Johannesburg
1: yeah next time next time yeah
0: um, so I always let the Black Window Cream community ask I, I let them know that you were coming like an hour and a half ago so mm-hmm. I got a couple questions I let them ask you questions and I just read them off real quick so you can do this kind of quick mm mm-hmm. um, I, I think I like this first question, which is from Tommy Johnson. He said, best crash story, which I think your first one's pretty fucking good. <laughs> like to think that a 20000 thousand oh dollar drone.
1: If we could talk for another like 30 minutes, and I've heard and like seen a lot. Um, My best one, honestly, like, yeah, I crashed the expensive drone, which was big, but my best crash story, I was on the most basic fucking shoot ever in Malibu. And it was, um what's it, what's it called? That surf breakers. I think they call it border. B- um, the border with yeah. Ventura, the county line. Right. county line and state parks there. And it was like for some, you know, American Idol. Yeah. It's like for some Chinese, like, <laughs> it was for some Chinese version, like the Chinese rap right. or whatever. Like they got to rap one of that and it was just they were coming to america and they wanted all these different shots malibu and hollywood and stuff so start the day i'm like county line no power lines we've got approval everything's legit not even shooting talent just like basic shit
0: yeah just landscape
1: and there's like nothing like no nothing in the way (laughs) except for one lifeguard tower on the point the blue the famous iconic blue california smoked it (laughs) <laughs> and i'm working with this new camera operator and this guy's company who's this british guy is really nice guy and um he just kind of comes and stands there and oversees and has the headsets on and and then like he's like all right cool so we're doing all the shots he's like all right cool let's do like a wrap around around the lifeguard tower like low and like in line with it so i'm like I wanted to get close. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to move over here and we're all on the comms. But I'm like, you guys have me visually that way. So like cue me, Yeah. you know, like cue me when to make my move. And they're like, okay, okay, cool. And I'm like watching the drone. I'm not even watching the screen. Cause I just, you know, that that depth perception. So I'm like, okay, cool. I've got this line and they have there to cue me that way. And he's like in the screen, he's like, okay, make your shot. I'm like, make, he's like, make your move. I'm like, okay, I make my move cuz he queued me, boom, straight into the lifeguard tower, Inspired 2, x7 oh, like shit. like you know, a grand just like fucking explodes oh, no. like boom. And I'm just like, "Are you fucking serious, dude?" <laughs> like it's a, the thing for me is like I don't feel like that was my fault. No. Like yes, I yeah, I I, I controlled it, but it's like he queued me. Yeah. He queued me into a lifeguard tower and I'm just like, I had a brand new one in the car because I always turn up to shoots with two but it's like it's not the point it's like it's ridiculous it's just like it was the most basic shit like I could have done a better job single lot. yeah but and working that's working with someone new that I hadn't worked with before if I had worked with two or three of my other camera operators yeah, have, would have never happened. Happen. would never no. happen
0: yeah so it's good to to surround yourself with the solid but that supplier. was the most basic shit
1: <laughs> i got one more for you because this right. is just too good it was, it was actually wasn't far from here oh, really? and this wasn't even my drone this was the inspire one yeah. with the x3 camera i think it was so it wasn't even my drone and my mate got me this job and it was for some chris paul shoe release or some, something yeah. and chris paul was going to be there and you know, the people mad about sneakerheads. you know, yeah. like they'll line up for like- Massive hours, lines. Like massive line. And I love sneakers, but I'm not going right. to be lining up. Anyway, doing this video and he's like, cool, we're at last shot. We're going to do the big pull away. And I got this fucking guy, like <laughs> this production company. He's a nice guy, but I moved the drone because I'm like looking around because there's all those, I think it was down on Melrose. Yeah, And right, there's right. all those light poles, yeah, all the tons. old school ones. And then like he pretty much like- line he's like no no framing the shot up where he wanted you know all this sort of the people there and doing this pull away and like he lined me up and he couldn't align me like more (laughs) in line with this light pole across the road and we were pretty much standing like adjacent to it right and i'm like so i pull up and i'm pulling away and he's like yep faster faster and like i just went boom straight into this light pole again the thing just exploded oh god the worst part was the card snapped when the camera hit the input, fuck. the SD card, so we lost all everything, the, all the footage from the day. I'm like, didn't get paid. Crash my buddies, Inspire. Oh, that was fuck. probably the most embra- like embarrassing. And then like everyone on the streets, like oh. the future's here, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, drone guy, you suck,
0: <laughs> yeah, you suck. That was
1: probably man. like the most embarrassing one. And right. that was like super illegal. But again, that was before. Oh my God. the FAA had got all their stuff in order. I was just in the middle of the street, people, and totally illegal. But. That's a bummer. That was probably the most embarrassing. <laughs>
0: Damn. Um,
1: I'll, I'll take responsibility for
0: that right, one. Right, I hear that. Yeah. Um, let's see. These next one. I got to wrap this up because like I said, I've just on my kitchen. Soon come the studio. Yeah, Love I that. Love to have you back on once your podcast is up and we can promote it again.
1: Absolutely. I'll get you on, the, uh, on our podcast. Dude, let's do it. Let's yeah.
0: Like podcast swap. That'll be dope. Um, all right. So we got, maybe let's do like six more minutes, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. These ones try to fire off quick. Uh, this guy just has Thomas says, nice. Alex is great. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, um, Thomas. That's awesome. Let's see. Uh, Nico said, um, dope. Alex, do you think drones are a necessary, uh, necessary tool for filmmakers in 2019?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's a no-brainer. If I'll keep it short and sweep it yeah, If you're a filmmaker, like having a drone, Mavic 2, Phantom 4 Pro, 4K, like it's a lot of value yeah it's good value
0: yeah yeah uh andrew jackson says tips on scouting flight pass shot planning and uh for anything you're doing prior to shooting yeah definitely scouting
1: is like a huge huge part of the industry um yeah pre-production meetings um getting as much information i think that's one of the biggest downfalls on sets now um and productions music videos (laughs) mainly is like you just turn up on the night and it's like boom here's the shot and For the most part, you can nail it, but definitely for more advanced and technical shots, especially in urban built up areas if you're doing like really expansive reveals from buildings or right. trees like yeah a lot of you can crash yeah fucking easily and that's when you're trying to push the boundaries and get the best shots. Mm-hmm. so um physically doing it and scouting it before flying just walking that 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 line and looking around super crucial um having a visual observer is f- like priceless yeah so having that second set of eyes while you're flying you can you know and if you have a camera operator as well but if you're single up don't don't ever like be shy to get someone like as a visual observer to watch the drone because then you can watch the shot keep that frame nice and then that gives you peace of mind he's like telling you yup, go for it go for it pull up pull up you know so yeah super helpful yeah all those things
0: will help yeah um let's see let's do one more these are great um damn which one do i want to choose um let's do josh says what's the best drone related apps you use and what does each one do um the best drone
1: related app that i use is an app called AirMap. um it's a just air and then i think it's m-a-p i think yeah it's just air map as it as it sounds and that is linked with the database and you can actually log your flights mm. and check if they're legal. If you're an FAA Part 107 pilot, you can log your flights, check them if they're legal and um, basically log an area, comes up green and that goes to the FAA and, and you can get approvals that way as oh, well. cool. So, AirMap is a great great um i think it's linked to this system called LANK or lanark i don't, I don't know that's one kind of word but it's a way to get approvals for flights and stuff how so how long does i
0: usually take to get the approval
1: instant really instant some of them if the airspace is sweet yeah. like just instant wow that's dope and it's basically a way of like notifying other drone pilots hey i'm flying here i've got this area locked down we've got to shoot it's all yeah. legit but usually if you're a legit production you've got to get you know insurance for the city right you know, certificates of insurance for the yeah. city um it's all about public liability now it's a bit of a pain in the ass yeah but for sure
0: yeah it is what it is yeah um let's end on this one what is the most challenging shot you've ever pulled off your proudest shot that you've ever got the
1: most challenging shot I've ever pulled off man it's, it's like hard because there's like so many um I'm trying to think about that now oh <sighs> I don't know what stands out the most. There's been so... That's like a really difficult question. <laughs> yeah, like go through the logs. Yeah, I don't know. I think like my most... I think some of the proudest work I've done is obviously the Ford Ford commercial stuff yeah. like, and being on the Super Bowl and the World Series commercials. That was pretty cool. Um, I did some one-take shots for a Hulu series which hasn't been released yet. That was pretty, pretty like technical. Um, just like seemed simple but like yeah. just some it was a really long one shot and had to get it perfect um another one we did for um not not ozark it was um a ca- castle rock mm. i did for another drone production company but um did some really sort of wide and low push-ins and then again coming in really really slow and again right. dual ops so just those are probably some of my most technical ones did you do the ozark shit I didn't do Ozark. No. I was
0: I, wondering. The shots were nice. Yeah. I like that show.
1: Um, but yeah, a lot of the stuff I don't even know where it goes sometimes. Like yeah, I right? just turn up and I do it. And it's like for some series and I'm like the call sheets are like a Bible and Yeah. You just you just turn up, do your shot, do mm-hmm. it well and it goes somewhere.
0: Do you ever put your stuff up on like stock? stock images or no you not it? really license
1: it that way not really I've, I've licensed some stuff out of Hollywood I think for Steve Harvey's Steve TV yeah some Hollywood and just did various shots right. which I'd already had yeah that's, that was like a few grand easy so but again that's super saturated right, right now the stock market, like the stock footage
0: so many people but I do. think
1: yeah one of the better shots I got last year was um, for an investigation discovery shoot where I did this just again this simple reveal um sort of behind these trees in, in between this house coming down as three cop cars were coming through and oh, then cool. went through the shot that was planned or you
0: just caught that happened to catch the cop cars. it was like
1: i just got like creative freedom and just yeah. did it and they ended up using it and of course and it was like a really expansive revealing shot so yeah i, you know, I got a lot
0: yeah you know? so many
1: i'm excited but, um yeah
0: um cool well if people made it this far into the podcast i always let you pick a hashtag. And Mm -hmm. so my, what I tell them to do is go to your Instagram, whatever Mm -hmm. the most, which Instagram would you want to go to? What? Which Instagram? Yeah. Like I want, so basically I want them to go to what, to your Instagram account Mm -hmm. and on the last, whatever the most recent post you made is, Mm -hmm. go to that and comment and put this hashtag that you're about to say Mm -hmm. and tag me in it. At Ben Rovers world, if you don't know my thing. And then, uh, then we can just know that people listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because like six months from now, you'll get this hashtag popping up and whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, no. Okay, so my last post was this LA Rams one, my mate flying through the donut. Yeah. So if people can go on hashtag, I don't know, Ben Rocks ben rocks hashtag ben rocks on the la, on the LA rams yep. um instagram flying through the donut i got this funny funny video with like a 1970s la rams yeah. song and yeah it's funny but yeah hashtag ben rocks on that i like that all right try to find it Um yeah. cool is there anything else how, how how do you want people to find you um just drone gear. like can just yeah instagram do you ever push your, your personal one drum pilot yeah i got my drone pilot personal account as well drone dot pilot drone dot pilot what are the odds of that <laughs> i like that that's a f- I was um, like how do you get this yeah um, um but yeah they can subscribe to the youtube channel which is where i'm going to be launching the drone gear podcast and just getting people on the drone industry and people filmmakers yeah. and it's going to be yeah, i'm excited for that to launch yeah i'd
0: love to have you on Man, so um let's do it I'm down. yeah thanks for having us yeah. how do you want to end it i don't know how do you want to end it it's up to you i just let's say that and see what you say oh then... cool well let's
1: end it with um thanks guys for tuning in subscribe to uh black with no cream Ooh, I yeah like that. thanks yeah. for thanks for having
0: us ben. yeah dude thank you appreciate it this was great yeah cheers buddy bye 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 that's it for episode 61 with Alex Cavanaugh. Um, thank you for tuning in and listening make sure to follow him on his Instagram account at drone gear so you can start fucking with what he's doing our new merch store is officially live so you can make sure to swing through and grab something if you fuck with your boy shop BWC.com. leave us a review on iTunes and YouTube or wherever you consume this podcast and also we want to give a big shout out to all the homies who are supporting us on Patreon the homies who pledge our top tier levels we call it the OU rich at like $50 a month and the OU rich rich at a hundred dollars a month you guys are fucking goats thank you for supporting us um without you this podcast would not be possible to be honest any of you guys supporting it just helps us out a lot so our homies who pledge the top tiers um the ou rich and the OU you rich rich producers we appreciate you guys so much we appreciate all of you guys for for supporting us so big shout out to um aisha and reed and a big shout out to craig mccall because you guys are fucking legends we thank you guys very much if you guys want to support us on patreon patreon.com slash black cream thank you subscribe to black cream on every platform of your choosing and uh we will see you next wednesday or no what day is today we'll say yeah we'll see you wednesday and we'll see you sunday cool bye bitch. Bitch,
1: bitch